man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. And take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away if you go. All right. Leave the sink and shit <laughs> behind. Come on. Let's do this. Right. Mm-hmm. I got some feedback coming back. Oh, there we go. It's from you, Beefsteak. What? You did it to me. You had some feedback coming back. Some feedback. Hey, welcome. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You can catch us right here live every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. All your favorite podcast outlets. We uh, get the show uploaded to as soon as we can. Uh you know, we, uh, Jack of all trades gets it over to us and we try and upload it as quickly as possible to all of your favorite outlets, all of your favorite podcast outlets. And you can tune in throughout the week to that. Um, my name is Cody Ryan sitting in with me this morning, beefsteak disco. Oh yeah. 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 yeah you're going to yeah. do, yeah. I figured you're going to do something and, and, uh, Jack of all trades twisting wires, making it happen. I am currently in lafayette louisiana hoping to have been a lot further along than that uh in my trek towards washington dc i'm supposed to be there tomorrow at some point and uh yeah so i'll be living in my truck for the next 24 hours 40 36 hours however long it takes me i sat in traffic yesterday on interstate 10 the lovely interstate 10 if anybody is down south and knows how beautiful Interstate 10 between Central Texas and Louisiana <laughs> is. It can be absolutely breathtaking, um, mainly because of the. Uh, I think that 28 miserable. mile bridge at, uh, at Bose Bridge, you know, where you're going to uh, Baton Rouge. Yeah, uh, where that's it's coming up next. Through that swamp. I hope you don't have any trailer problems on there because... Oh, gosh. You had to say it, didn't you? <laughs> I get it out there. You... Get it out in front of all that. You won't You won't be jinxed at all if you talk about it. Oh, my goodness. You had to say it. I, yes, I still have not crossed over the swamplands, the, the bridge that says, make sure you get fuel because <laughs> yeah. you, there are no exits. If anything happens on this bridge, you are forever stuck on this bridge for days and days and days. Plus watch but out yes, for the penitentiary people. You know, yeah. there's a penitentiary there. Please yeah, watch out. 
there's there is uh that's my last big hurdle i figure you know that is potentially a complete disaster left to uh left across before i start heading north from new orleans i'll start heading kind of northeast out of out of nolens out of the far side of nolens you going to go up through mississippi is that mississippi, what you doing that whole route yeah so, that's a good one that is a yeah, good one it'll be uh it'll be interesting so um, yesterday let me tell you oh go ahead man i'm sorry i was just going to tell you tell all our friends about our uh lovely mcbride's guns oh yeah with the way society is pounding on our rights to own firearms it's imperative that we support our local gun shops. McBride's Guns is the one we choose right there. They're an Austin family-owned and operated full-service firearm dealer. They've got a gunsmith on site, which is absolutely crucial for beefsteak, you know, to get his <laughs> scopes uh, fastened correctly to his firearm so he can harvest the animals for which he is trying to harvest. Uh, McBride's Guns. Looking for a uh, personal carry, looking for anything custom specific. Uh, McBride's is the it's the place. They're the right choice. Go see our friends. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, for decades. Decades. 60 uh, years. Right. 60. 60 yeah. years. And that's growing every day, literally. <laughs> that number is growing. 30th and Lamar. You can find them at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532. You can also check them out online, McBridesGuns.com, because McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. And I kind of, you know, we touched on it last week, but uh, I, I, uh, I spoke to TJ, our other, you know, compadre that lives here in the bunkhouse with us. Or Well, he'd or, say it the other way. We're his compadres. Yeah, well, you know what the truth is, though. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, getting on up there, and so we let him. He doesn't let him it, feel yeah. like he runs the bunkhouse, but <laughs> you know, things reverse as you get older. Things change. That's right. I'm the son of TJ, and it's like it reverses where I have to take care of him now in a lot of ways, and uh, this is just another one of those ways. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can only say that because he's not here. He is in Alaska. Oh man! In a remote camp in Alaska, and I actually spoke to him yesterday for the first time in, I don't know, a week, uh, over a week. Yeah, he he's uh, been quiet. He's been really quiet. Well, he hadn't had you know great service. He did send the emergency satellite phone number uh, to the family after like the third day he was there. <laughs> And, uh, you know how prepared he is. He's like, oh yeah, here's a number in case y'all have any emergencies while I'm gone. Nobody could contact me for the first three days, but I'm here. And, uh, so he is in a remote camp in Alaska helping with a boys camp. And I spoke to him briefly yesterday and it's really interesting. It was really, really interesting. It's good for him to go to another camp like that, I think. Yeah, it's not a kids outdoor zone sanctioned camp, but it's the exact model, the idea, uh, saving boys, you know, bringing bringing these boys out that just need some um, time out in the woods. I mean, we all need time out in the woods. And and he said, these boys are, I mean, it, they don't change no matter where you are in the that, country. That's true. In the world. Yep. They desire the same thing, you know, men alongside of them. 
and uh, and and being out in wilderness. Those are two things that boys just crave, and it doesn't change no matter where you are. I, and so it's really cool to see some of the pictures and projects they've been working on. Do you see they built those stairs to the cabin? Now those just out weren't of, regular stairs. I mean, huh? come on. This is like a meat eater episode. The things yeah, that they they're like doing. Milled, they milled their own trees for the steps. First of all, they had a they had a mill out there, a log mill or whatever, and made their own steps, milled them out of a log, and oh, then man. chopped out the treads out of with a chainsaw out of <laughs> logs, out of an old log. And uh and I've been telling I've been telling TJ, I've been wanting him to go partners with me for a couple of years now on a mill, a log a mill to really? like mill our own wood. You know, I just think it'd be awesome. I've got some old logs and trees that I've cut down. And I'm like, man, I really want to mill these down to something. I've got an old, I've got a giant pine tree I want to mill down. I've got a bunch of big cedar trees and I've been trying to get them to go partners with me, half seas on a mill. And finally, yeah, finally he texted me the other day. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking this mill thing's a pretty cool idea. I'm like, gosh, I've been telling you. How cool would that be? Take your own trees and turn them into usable lumber you can build stuff with. My gosh. Do, do you it's remember like my dream. You remember the old bunkhouse on top of the hill and how we uh, got all of that wood from the wildfires in Bastrop? Yes. Where the FEMA came yeah. in and cut down all those you know lost pines that were huge. And that church down there, Timberline right. Baptist Church, somebody gave them or they went out and requested it and they gave them a, a sawmill that could do. And so they took all those FEMAs, FEMA, great big trees that they uh, had piled up. And they uh, they did that. They went and sawed them and turned them back into two by sixes and two by fours and, and let the people come and get them. But that top where they take the cap off to make it square, you know, from round, we went right. and got all that. We got a whole bunch of it as you know, and the pieces that they weren't making, uh, weren't square enough, you know, to make uh, two by fours or two by sixes or four by fours out of. Um, and we put that up as siding, like shiplap siding, and it had the burnt. On the inside. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wasn't that the coolest yeah. thing? And now, you know, after we had to move out of that bunkhouse because they turned it into a, you know, subdivision can't believe it but anyways uh we we re regenerated it um and a kids outdoor zone camp down in uh, bastrop they used it and put it inside of their building so it was oh, really so kind of cool actually you kept that wood yeah i kept oh, it under cool. a uv tarp for what two years before wow. mr porter was able to come and recycle it and it's a beautiful thing watching that because it was where it was all the way from the wildfires down. But anyways, I wanted to bring something up to you yesterday. I got a picture from TJ that was a screenshot from Palmer, Alaska, and it showed the temperature. And it yeah. said 41 degrees was the high. 39 is going to be the low. And actually on Monday, it was going to be down to 25 degrees. Holy cow. And, uh, and he sent it over to us and said, this is a summer day in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the truth. It was, it was funny. Cause I told him, you know, the first couple of days he's on like, he's on high. 
because I mean, they said, "Oh yeah." He brought his cowboy hat. He's from Texas, and he said it was automatic. Like he had, we've we had some horses growing up and stuff like that, but it wasn't like we were a huge horse horse family or whatever. You know, like we we hadn't done the horse thing in a long time. Yeah. And he said, I showed up with a cowboy hat on and being from Texas and I was automatically, uh, they put me in charge of all the oh, horses, horse, horse wrangling. <laughs> yeah. Horse wrangling, like automatic. So it was like, I had to go back and kind of remember how to do all that. I thought that was funny. So hey, I, I'll tell you what, well, in oh, Texas, wait. I wanted to tell you one more thing, man, before we, uh, before we launch off. And, uh, he said, you gotta love the heat in Texas to live in Texas. And, you know, I thought about it for a while, and I said something back to him and said, you know, I thought about it, and the reality is I dislike chronic cold weather more than hot weather, so I'd rather have it. If you've ever lived in the really cold weather, no, not for me. (laughs) All right. I uh, lost you there for a second, but I'm back. Hey, it's Ram season, and it gets even better at Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin. Right now, you can get 2.9% financing for 72 months on all 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Quad or Crew Caps. That's 2.9% financing, the best financing on any truck in Central Texas. And at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, you'll find supersized selection of Rams to choose from with the largest inventory of Ram trucks in all of Central Texas. Their inventory is better. It is, is, uh, has never been this big of 20 to 2023 1500 quad cabs crew cabs heavy duty rams both the 25 and 3500s the nile maxwell supercenter in austin for the best selection and nile's promise to beat any competitor's price go see our experts go see the experts in central texas at the nile maxwell supercenter at 620 and 183 or online at nile Calm. All right, stick around. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Peter Report up next. Boy, are they getting goofy. <laughs> As if they weren't already. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone. Live in the bunkhouse 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Hi, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live at the bunkhouse, and uh, one way to keep your vehicle maintained throughout the summer is to go see our friends at Sun Auto Beefsteak. You know, Mrs. Beefsteak, or as you call her, Cheesecake, so it's beef and cheese. You know, she's down in the valley right now. She drove down there by herself and just yes. means she's way too sweet for you. That's what it means. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet. Okay. So she's driving down to the valley by herself. And, you know, that's a five, six hour tour. Guess where I took her vehicle? I took it to the only place that I trust. And that is Sun Auto Service. You know, it's a family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. So when it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs and transmission services, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service shop nearest you. Mine happens to be 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park. 
or 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and also Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials, or just go check out their website at sunautoservice.com. Now it's time for this week's Beta Report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. I just had the realization that after the show, I'll be in my truck until I make it to Maryland from Louisiana. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. uh, All right. uh, PETA Report. PETA. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals is asking Austin's Animal Advisory Commission to ban all public interactions with wild animals at zoos and aquariums. Hmm. Uh, PETA sent a letter to the commission Thursday. Don't you think, first of all, don't you think that if PETA wanted to wrangle in the compassion they seek for animals, that interaction would help that it's like it's the theory it's the th- now i'm just I, I probably shouldn't be giving ideas out to PETA, but it's the theory of like you never name your cows in a cattle production right yeah right because mm-hmm. you don't name your food you don't say well this is old you know this we're, is this is meat from old willie yeah we're be- willie's yeah. cheeseburger we're eating willie yeah. yeah so you just don't name your food so if you were to remain where people had contact with animals then you would it would seem that it would build a bigger bond or compassion for those animals and therefore lead people closer to your side than the opposing side anyway it's just a random idea i should not give that to (laughs) peter Uh, PETA sent a letter to the commission Thursday urging its members to approve a proposal that would recommend banning all public interactions with wild animals at for-profit zoos and aquariums not accredited by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, including the Austin Aquarium, which I find it funny. My wife took my daughter there not long ago yeah the organization stated the austin aquarium has a long history of selling dangerous encounters with wild animals (laughs) that have let numerous left numerous visitors injured citing an incident where a woman said she was attacked by a lemur which cave you reported on last month i was in shock austin aquarium visitor says lemur Jumped on her shoulder, leaving her bleeding. Oh Last God. year, Peter said, I mean, what do you expect? It's a yeah. wild animal. Yeah. Right? Like, things I, happen. I would be proud. Yeah. That'd be like a badge of courage for me, you know? I mean, I've had people's dogs jump up and their claws hit my leg, and my leg is left bleeding, you know? Uh, hence, your dog. Yeah, that's why uh, you kicked him so hard. Yeah, yeah. my oh leg my was God. bleeding oh after your wild animal jumped on me. <laughs> on my leg last year PETA said it conducted an eyewitness investigation where despite documenting more than 30 incidents which people were bitten by lemurs kink kinka juice what are kinka juice i don't know i'm gonna look it I up mean. uh and others and, and an otter an otter was the other one not others otter 
PETA's investigator was instructed by the aquarium staff never to document an attack, apparently. According to PETA, the aquarium workers also admitted to lying when seeking medical attention, claiming, for instance, to have been bitten by a stray cat. Austin Aquarium says day Austin Aquarium's days of forcing terrified wild animals to interact with humans, forcing them to interact with humans, then scrambling to cover up the fallout uh, are the fallout are numbered, says PETA. Uh, man, this is just weird to me. PETA also noted that the U.S. Department of Agriculture has previously issued two critical citations to the Austin Aquarium due to biting incidents. Those citations led to an official warning for alleged violations of Federal Animal Welfare Act, according to PETA. You know, I, I, I why are the I thought this was an aquarium. Don't they have like turtles? Now they've got stingrays and it yep. is really cool. It's the only place I've ever been where they have a big thing of stingrays that are going along the edges and it's uh, half height windows. So you can lean over and you can like touch them and pet them. And, Don't uh, you have to be careful with stingrays? Okay. So you go out into the outdoors and you go with your grandchild or something. And Wasn't you, uh, you, Steve you, Owen killed by a stingray? Yeah, but that's a different, that's one. These things are about maybe eight inches across. They're babies. He was like an eight footer or something and it spiked him, right? Right was, in the heart, wasn't it? I think it was in the solar plex. Yeah, it was a bad thing. So, yeah. um, but you can't, I mean, you go over there and how many times do we, help our grandkids or our kids or anybody we're working with to help them understand and how to interact with wildlife. I mean, even with a dog, when you're going to pet him or something, we teach them, Hey, you put your hand out, you let them sniff it, right? Let them chew on that first. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's better to lose a finger than a, than get your, your face chomped on. Right. Is that what you're saying? Well, it depends on what finger, I guess. No, you lose but a thumb. you let them smell Man. your hand and, you know, like we used to train horses. My mom did that. And to get them uh, from being gun shy, you know, you would fire the pistol and let them smell it. You know, look, put it right up there. They get used to it. They know it. Then they're not afraid of it anymore. And so I think you have to teach people how to interact properly with wildlife or with animals. Except for stray cats. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what they said, that they documented all these incidents over there. You know, by, I sent you a picture of that, uh, what that monkey is, a kinkajou, a kinkajou. Yeah. And then they, they said they documented an attack, right? According to PETA workers also admitted, uh, to lying when seeking medical attention, claiming for instance, it had been bitten by a stray cat. <laughs> yeah, then you got to go through uh, tetanus or not tetanus, uh, rabies, rabies shots. Those are I've never those had are that. no joke. Never had that problem. I, I have a little sister that had to, had gotten uh, bitten or scratched or something by a stray cat uh, when she was little and had to go through the rabies shots, and it's like a series of shots for like a period of time, and it's not fun. You know, see, growing up most of my life or half, over half of my life on a farm, just things, it rolls different. 
out there. Uh, You know, the whole thing about vet and seeking assistance is like, if it ain't dead in three days, then that's when we call the vet, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and rabies or other things. I mean, come on. I've had ringworm, pink eye. And look at me. I survived. I've, I've had all those things. Did I seek assistance for it? No, they're like, just put some salve on there and take a little uh, hydrogen peroxide and you got to cover it. And I'm disgusted right now. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even continue, really. Uh, here's another article that I thought was interesting. Out of New York, we talked about it briefly last hour about the smoke coming out of Canada from the wildfires and how tough it was for those guys in the major league fishing bass pro tour to fish that event for the first few days while the smoke had settled in on new york Mm -hmm. and how they were you know i mean all complaining obviously i would be too i got a headache just looking just watching them (laughs) uh only days after the canadian wildfire smothered the big apple in a thick orange smoke causing the city's worst air quality in decades peter will be placing a public appeal for personal action in manhattan pointing out that eco-friendly vegan eating helps keep skies clear. I'm calling BS on this one, but go ahead. Oh, are you kidding? This one? How about just about anything PETA puts out? Uh, The hot tip comes after Biden and Trudeau Trudeau administrations. Uh, The guy in Canada. Right, exactly. Hot tip. Hot tip. Hot tip. What's that movie... uh, the two guys driving in the bus, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber, yeah. There we go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they could have replaced Biden and Trudeau with Dumb and Dumber, I think, and it meant the same thing. But they say uh, both both administrations link the intensity of these wildfires to the climate catastrophe that's happening, which is largely driven by animal agriculture, according, according to the United Nations and other reports on global warming. So there you go. Eat vegan and you won't have this problem because farmlands are the only way to provide for vegan. Anyway, I'm it calling just doesn't BS. Make any sense. I'm calling BS on this one. It, it makes no sense. It makes zero, zero sense what they're claiming. Hey, we're going to take a break. On the flip side, we'll talk about the Armed Citizens Report. Holy cow, there are some nuggets in this week's Armed Citizens Report. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. Hello, I'm Forrest Dale Wood, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. It's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12-point buck 50 yards away. But I got a different kind of hunting on my mind. I got my baby up in All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live at the Buckhouse. My name's Cody Ryan, sitting in with me, Beef Steak. Oh, yeah. Jack of all trades, twisting wires, making it happen. TJ in Alaska somewhere. (laughs) I am traveling across the great... United States heading towards DC, towing the Altrua HealthShare bass boat. Yes, I support Altrua HealthShare and have been on a HealthShare 
program long before I was with Altrua Health Shares uh, fishing team, which just consists of me. <laughs> but uh, finding a You're affordable, top quality healthcare options can be tricky for the sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. And I absolutely believe 100% HealthShare is the way to go. Now, True HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. It's not health insurance, or, or it's not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. Legally, I have to say it's not insurance, which is just crazy to me because mm -hmm. it's saves me thousands of dollars by using our true health share thousands of dollars a year. And I'm protected. Uh, members contribute each month to a membership escrow account and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. It's been absolutely awesome since we switched out true health share there. Uh, all of the, uh, I mean, we didn't have to switch doctors. We get to pick our, you know, what doctors we have and all that kind of stuff. Plus they have telemedicine, which is huge, especially for living out off the uh, outside of the big city and, you know, having a four-year-old and something comes up mm. and you're not just not sure you Google it. Don't Google it. Just use your telemedicine and talk to somebody right there. Now, True Health Share, you can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Now, True Health Share, where we care for one another. Now it's time for this week's Armed Citizens Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. You know, the thing that bothers me the most is when, when those of us that carry and that uh, operate under, our, under the belief of the Second Amendment, the right to protect ourselves and our family Amen. with a Amen. firearm, yep. um, it bothers me that the idea that we can protect ourselves yet from the far opposing side, we get, you know, harassed about it or, or, or put down about it from the far left side, uh, not believing that that is something that needs to happen, but then not taking into effect, into account a situation that happens. Right. Yeah. And then that person has to live like if something were, I've said it time and time again, but if you or I were in a situation where we had to use our firearm, we would have to live with that incident. And it would, I mean, mentally, it it would affect you. I guarantee it. It sure. would affect you. It doesn't matter how bad the situation was and how you got the bad guy and how you protected your family. The whole incident affects affects you for the rest of your life in different situations. And I feel for this family, even though they did the right thing and protected their family and, you know, are, are safe now uh, against, you know, evil, they have to live with this. The kids have to live with seeing it. The, the parents have to live with being involved in it. An unsuspecting family's vacation trip to Little Rock, Arkansas took a horrifying turn when they were attacked at a river market garage. 
I'm guessing that's a parking garage. I'd, I'd assume, yeah. Sounds like a mall. Yeah. However, the pregnant wife demonstrated remarkable courage and quick thinking, using her concealed carry weapon to neutralize the threat and protect her family. The family, residents of Memphis, were in Little Rock to celebrate their daughter's seventh birthday, a birthday that they now will have embedded in all of their brains, this entire mm -hmm. incident. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the part where, no, we're not, we don't want those to be embedded in our brains. We don't want those, but it could have been a lot worse. Planning to visit a local water park and the zoo, their vacation plans were abruptly interrupted when a 37-year-old Markevius King, <laughs> Markevius, yeah. I believe, Markevius King attacked the family in a parking garage. In an unprovoked assault, King tackled the husband to the ground, striking him multiple times. Then he advanced towards the pregnant wife in the driver's seat, assaulting her as well. The husband sustained a fractured rib while the wife bore multiple contrusions to her forearm before uh, from the assailant's blows. After being attacked, the pregnant wife drew her pistol, firing a single shot that struck King in the head or neck. The swift action resulted in King's incapacitation, according to the police report. <laughs> Reflecting on the incident, the husband stated, "We never know what he was. Re we we never know what he was really planning, trying to kidnap our girls or just trying to steal the car." Gratitude for his wife's preparedness uh, resonated in his words. At the time of the reporting, King is in critical condition. While the family are residents of Tennessee, it remains unclear whether the wife held a concealed carry permit from their home state or whether she was carrying under the provisions of the Arkansas Constitutional Carry Law. The law permits both residents and non-residents to carry concealed in Arkansas, emphasizing the relevance of understanding such laws and regulations, particularly in self-defense situations. Despite the traumatic incident, the family remains undeterred. We live in Memphis. This kind of thing happens to people out here all the time, the husband said, and we do like to travel. As the family recovers from this incident, their story provides a stark reminder of the importance of self-defense awareness and preparedness. So, Especially just, when traveling, Cody Bryan. Yes, especially when traveling. Like you are right now. I'm not going to speak on um, okay. what I may or may not, how I may or may not be protecting myself on this trip. But I can't believe uh, that they highlighted the the pro whether they should have done something about it. When they're unprovoked attack, a pregnant woman, I mean, who, and then she with pulls. With girls, other kids in the car. And and then people get upset, like, mm, I don't know if you should be doing this. This is not right. Is it really, were you really carrying correctly? That's BS. When a life is on the line, it don't matter, right? Well, it's absolutely disgusting is what it is. It's disgusting that anybody would not do anything other than uh, have compassion for this family that, like I said, has to deal with this this scenario playing in their head for years to come and for a lifetime. I mean, this isn't something they want. This isn't a seventh birthday memory that they want, right? Well, don't you think they're handling it correctly, though? I mean, they they said they'll be well, undeterred. Sure. Undeterred. Sure, but at the same time, it does affect you regardless. Uh, this one is bad. This one... 
uh, yeah, this is bad. This is where we as Second Amendment believers in the Second Amendment need to be really careful. And this is one we need to get behind. Uh, a shop owner in South Memphis, Tennessee, courageously defended himself and his customers from an armed assailant, exhibiting a perfect example of self-defense. According to detectives, around 3 p.m. Saturday afternoon, 21-year-old Aaron Brown stormed into a shoeshine business with a semi-automatic weapon. His intentions were intentionally directed at a driver pulling into the store's lot when he allegedly attempted a carjacking. He instructed the driver, leave it running, I'm taking it but allowed the driver to leave unharmed. Well, to him, the shop owner was prepared to protect himself and people inside the shop. Eyewitnesses described the scene saying Brown was armed with a weapon. Uh, in a rapid turn of events, the shop owner fought back, firing at Brown. Brown suffering from an arm injury, staggering out of the store. Following the incident, Brown was apprehended on a two hundred on a twenty thousand dollar bond. Bond. Uh, while the outcome, fortunately, was in favor of the shop owner and his patrons, the event raised questions about the need for proper firearm training. <laughs> yeah, and reflecting on the incident. Uh, we as people have to get together and police our own neighborhood. The incident serves as a potent reminder of the responsibilities that come with gun ownership. I just thought it was interesting that the uh, article turned to, basically it turned into um, that he, that the shop owner needed to learn how to shoot better. Well, I think they pointed out, which was really interesting, that if you aren't, if you don't have training, uh, you shoot at the firearm instead of the threat. That's yeah. what they were saying, and that's when uh, shots are usually, you know, on uh, the gun side, arms, shoulders, and often occur on untrained focus with the weapon rather than the person wielding it. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be the anti's desire though? The anti-gun folks' desires that you. Because they say that, you know, why don't you just shoot them in the leg, or shoot them in the foot, or why would you have to kill somebody over this? Or as why our you just... president says, just use a shotgun. You don't need one of them. We can protect from shotgun. But I mean, they say, like, you don't have to kill anybody over over somebody, you know, pulling a gun on you if you just shoot them in the leg or foot, right? I'll tell you what, you that just... guy that attacked the family with little kids and tackled the husband and the woman was pregnant... I don't yeah. know. You can't tell them that, right? No. Oh well, you know we got to be kind. You don't. I tried know to shoot his finger through. off so he would not, so he would be really upset and stop and say, "I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to break your ribs." Have you ever seen a mama bear? If you threaten the cub, oh gosh. I mean yeah. that's and that's what I envision this woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> being knocked well, down. She... She did exactly what she's supposed to. Hey, let me tell you about Keystone Bank. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. I'll tell you what, with today's uncertainty and just a lot of arenas, but particularly money in your bank, I tell you, you can trust a uh, community banking like Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right there in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why they're so invested in their community and its success. 
you can talk to somebody. Local relationship-based service that sets them apart. They always go the extra mile to help their neighbors reach their financial goals. Plus, they answer their phone. They have all the uh, up-to-date online banking and handy mobile apps. But you can also talk to somebody. You can email them. You can call them. You can deal with a human being. You can walk in to their locations and talk to somebody. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because banking isn't like that in a lot of places now. To learn how you can get started with Keystone Account, visit one of our locations in person, 11500 11500 B Caves Road in West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or go to their website, keystone.bank. That's keystone.bank for all the information. We'll close this thing out. It's the Outdoor Zone, live at the bunkhouse. 24 7 365 you can catch us at theoutdoorzone.com hey i'm randall tharp and i fish flw you're listening to the outdoor zone fish on All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live at the podcast. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here, you can catch us 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I guess I'm not live uh, in the bunkhouse. I am live from Lafayette, Louisiana, <laughs> down here on Crawfish Country. Hey, make sure that and, if you uh, buy the Aboudan taco... You know one of yeah. those Maboudan at the at the truck stop. I'm There's not. one right there in Lafayette. The perfect. I mean, it's just incredible. But don't eat it before you get on the bridge. Bad mistake. Yeah. Wait till no, the end not. when you drive off the bridge. That 28 mile yeah, long after stretch. It's been sitting on your dashboard and it's like hot. And no, I'm just saying you don't eat Boudin. You're stuck on the bridge. There's something magical that happens when you eat the Boudin at a truck stop. You, uh, yes, it's a weight loss program is what it is. <laughs> hey, heartsview.com, P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. It's an online one-stop shop for all your boating needs. Speaking of Lafayette, Louisiana, there's a lot of little boats running around here. Pongas setting, setting crawfish traps and down there on the bayou catching giant, giant crappies. Uh, or they call them, uh, oh, I can't remember what they call them down here. Uh, Sakale. Sakale. Wow. They're catching Sakale's down here in Louisiana. But Parts View, they keep they can keep their boat running, man. I tell you what, they got OEM, Yamaha, Mercruiser, uh, Mercury, Suzuki outboard parts, over 200,000 products from the marine industry's leading brands. They got accessories. They got maintenance kits. That's what I really like, the maintenance kits. They're handy maintenance kits. You say, hey, I got 100 100 hours on my engine. I got 300 hours on my engine. This is the kind of engine. And they say, okay, well, you're supposed to change the spark plugs and this and that and this and that and this. And here it all is in one pretty box. And then they've got a whole online resource uh, that you can use. You can watch all their videos on YouTube of how to do all the repairs and maintenance on those engines. If you have a boat or your buddy has a boat and you want to do something nice for them, Go to partsview.com, P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. Use Outdoor Zone 10. It's not uh, case sensitive. Outdoor Zone 10 
and uh, save you save you a few bucks there. Outdoor Zone 10. Uh, go see our friends at partsview.com. Final thoughts, beefsteak. I wanted I, I have to say, I have to I have to jump in here. Okay. And uh and and say that I am uh I have to wish my wife a happy birthday. I was gonna do it today. before you. But go oh, ahead. Oh, man. I beat you. I, you did well, jump in. I was gonna say, Hey son, why thank, don't you talk about that? Thank God I beat you. Uh I am in Lafayette, Louisiana, heading to Washington, D.C. to fish a bass tournament on my wife's birthday. Today is her birthday. Happy birthday, honey. Um, today is her birthday. And I tell you what, I I think I've since we've known each other, we've been married over 10 years. And I guess we dated for a year or two, probably been 12 years or so. I've probably been around for i don't know three birthdays oh, man. i guess you married guess the right woman to... then because yeah i did mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying is i married the absolute perfect woman uh not perfect woman perfect woman for me she was not in the dented can aisle all right nobody <laughs> nobody is perfect honey um but perfect for me in that uh she pushes me to do these things. She knows that uh, as much as I had a terrible season so far and thus far, and I just want to, there's a part of me that just wants to just quit, just not drive to Washington, D.C. to try and catch a bass. How dumb that idea is. <laughs> she says, no, you. that's what you do. And, uh, and she's right. She pushes me to go do it. And so... I am heading that way on her birthday yet again, gone for her birthday. I remember one year in Louisiana, I uh, had a tournament and I was in the middle of the tournament. I think it was like day one of the tournament was her birthday. And so I'm just exhausted. I talked to her that night and she's, she's like, yeah, I just went to dinner with a few. This is pre kids. Yeah. So she went to uh dinner with a couple of her friends and and she was like, yeah, we had a great dinner out. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder why they all got together, you know, <laughs> to go eat on a Thursday night. That was weird. So I hung up with her. And then it, like, clicked. It Oops. was like, bing. I know exactly why on a Thursday night she and her friends all got together and went to eat dinner. And I get it. So, anyway, that was my one time. But. I'm not missing it. I have, I don't think I've even come close to missing it since then. And, uh, well, that's the most, and I didn't miss it then, by the way, I Good. didn't miss it then. You called her back. Well, see, that's the, the most, uh, the best thing of, I guess the one bright side of Facebook, right? It reminds yeah. you of everybody's birthday. You're like such a good friend. Hey, happy birthday. Remind them. You know, yeah, it, it pushes. I, that. I'm the absolute worst about that. I never do the Facebook happy birthday thing. Now, I figure I told every my. I said if someone wishes me a happy birthday, they aren't in that inner circle of friends if they're doing it on Facebook. I will never do that to someone that is in my inner circle. I want to get a text or a call. I'll I'll send them because it's a beautiful thing just to be able to connect with them and be special and so you need to do that with your wife too cody ryan and um 
You know, right now Cody Ryan is sitting there looking like he's he's just <laughs> paused in space, <laughs> like he's not going to get over it. He's like in awe of what we're talking about. But um, today, you know, I wanted to say that there's a lot going on with the with the environment, and we got to take or there's a lot of questions about environment and. Uh, we had a long conversation with the boys from KOZ yesterday about conservation. And we were talking about PETA also. And one of the things that came up is, uh, hey, conservation um, and the people look at the National Turkey Federation. They, uh, they're the ones that jumped in and worked themselves out of a job. And I said, do you ever think that PETA would do that? That they'd work themselves out of a job? No way. No way, Cody well, Ryan. I have no idea what you were talking about because I got <laughs> kicked off. Um, but I made it back just in time. I like so thank it. you, Beefsteak, for, for covering there. Uh, I am in Lafayette, Louisiana, and apparently a little wind blew through the uh, through the through the place. I but thought you were taking a boudin break. No, no. <laughs> I don't know what happened. That was weird. I guess the uh, the neighbor's uh, neighboring room probably threw up like a block internet signal. But hey, beefsteak, you got a quote for us this week? Oh man, this this is just for you. Mix a little foolishness in with your prudence. It's good to be silly at the right time, Cody Ryan. Okay, so that means all the time. All right, got it. <laughs> Psalms one nineteen one fourteen. You are my shelter and my shield. I wait for. Your promise. Live, love it. I'm Cody. I'm gonna back in the road, be in the truck for the next 36 hours, heading to D.C. for the Major League Fishing Invitational on the Potomac River. So, same place, same time next week. I think. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'll be. I don't know who will be there. But we'll bring you a show right I'll, here. Catch I'll us 24/7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com and regulators. Thank you, Beefsteak. Thank you, Jack. Let's mount up.